Open your boxes. Open your boxes. One, two, three. Yo, this case is from Book Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of The Voice of Reason. First of all, I want to start off before I get into the great, great episode I have planned for you guys today. I want to shout everybody out who already subscribed to my YouTube channel. Y'all been harassing me for like the past two years to start a YouTube channel and with the help of my producer K4Edit keep behind the camera right now we officially got it launched so if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to this video that you're seeing now and thank you to everybody who already subscribed so with that being said I have a very special guest and a special show planned for you guys this show or this topic that we're going to discuss this week is very important to me because I, in a way, have experienced it, and I came across, first I came across this wonderful, well, I thought it was an event, but like, this wave of people, you know, being from East Orange, everyone was posting about this postpartum, and me, and I was struggling with postpartum, and I'm like, why well, ain't know about what was going on, like, I'm over here, like, going crazy in my room by myself, and there's other women out there who's essentially been going through the same thing so um, I saw the flyers being posted again and I felt the need to reach out to the creator of this whole trend I want to call it this whole wave that we're doing now so I have a guest on the show with me who's going to engage in conversation her name is Nana I want you to introduce yourself and just talk about postpartum and me and what made you start it out Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't be shy. I told her don't be shy we like family here okay, my just name make sure is... you project a little bit okay my name is Nana and um, my organization is called, well, my nonprofit organization is called Postpartum and Me. Um, um, I basically started the organization is um, because I had went to a baby shower, mm -hmm. and um, I knew I, I was when I was going through it, like I didn't have nobody to talk to. And when I went to the baby shower, you know, a popular girl from Instagram sat next to me, and she was telling me like what was going on. She recently had her um, her child, and I'm like, yo, I feel her spirit. I, I like I feel the sadness. I don't want her to think she alone. But um, how I started my um, nonprofit was. Um, when I was, I got pregnant, of course, mm -hmm. and I was cool with getting pregnant, but you know, at, I, at the time, I believed in abortions, mm -hmm. so I'm like, all right, I got pregnant, I'm going to get an abortion, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, all right, so, but then my baby father was like, no, like, don't get an abortion, you can keep the baby, mm -hmm. he wanted a baby more than me, so I'm like, I, um, I was a little nervous because, you know, I'm African. So, <laughs> so in the African, you know, culture, we gotta get married. So yeah. I'm like, tag, like I'm not about to, I don't want to get married, you right. know, or whatever. So yeah. I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna keep the baby. You know, everything was good, and I was like, you know, I'm a correction officer. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, I can take care of my baby. You know, I got, yeah. and I've been there at the time. I was there for like I guess five years, and I'm like, I'm good, you know. So I was okay with having a baby then. You know, we're going a little fast forward into the story because we don't want to be here all day. Oh, <laughs> uh, four going on five months. My baby father cheated on me. Mm -hmm. 
of the pregnancy or the no um, when I was pregnant while, I was while like, you was pregnant yeah. so four to five months in your well, pregnancy well, yeah I was good you know I was happy thinking oh, having a baby you know Girl. even though he was 21 and I was 26 mm -hmm. I was a little worried but I'm like no he want the baby more than me forget it we're gonna we be good. a family you know right and that's my best friend so that's my you know my dog my road dog so when I was four months Going into five months, he well, I found out he cheated on me. I don't know how long he was cheating on me. Mm -hmm. It could have been from the beginning. And that just took me to a dark place. So I became depressed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every day, the only thing I would do, you know, during my pregnancy, I wasn't enjoying it. How, you know, you see everybody enjoying the pregnancy. I just go to work and come home. I would cry every day. Um, I would just be at work, my inmates looking at me like I'm tired, but I'm really, you know, teary-eyed, mm -hmm. you know, eyes red, my captains, my sergeants, my um, co-workers, they didn't know what was going on. I went on break just to cry, you know, I was just sitting in the bathroom for hours just crying and crying, and I was like, yo, like, I'm really depressed, and like, I didn't know at the time what was going on with me, I'm like, you know, maybe I'll be, I'm like, I'm bugging, so I just, like, sleep it away, like, I slept my mm -hmm. pregnancy away, so, um, we're gonna fast forward to my daughter's birth. Um, my daughter was born February 18th, 2016. Mm -hmm. Ashanti, Tamiya Martin was mm -hmm. born. And um, when I had her, I had an emergency C-section. Mm -hmm. And I had her and they was like, you wanna hold your baby? They probably thought I was like high or, or tired. I was like, no. Mm -hmm. But I didn't wanna hold my baby because I'm like, yo, I just fucked up. You know, mm -hmm. like I had a baby, like, like, what the hell I'm doing? And like I'm, I'm the sh I'm the it girl. Like I'm the I'm right. not a from East Armour. So oh. they're like, yo, no, I had a baby. She's not married. Ooh, chill out. So you like, are like it was just like telling you my pressure. life right now, girl. We are like soul sisters. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. It was just like mad pressure. So I'm like, alright. So you know, we was not like my child's father. He was there to host every. Even though he cheated, like I decided to stay. You know, I'm mm -hmm. the type of person. I don't, I'm not embarrassed about anything. Like my mm -hmm. man cheated on me five times, and I went back to him five times. I'm gonna let you know. Like, yeah, look, it's it my happiness. Well yeah, you know, right. like, so well if it. I wanna be happy, I'm gonna be happy. Like if anything happened, I'll just say it. I'm not embarrassed. God gave me that gift. But when we was in the um, hospital, like he would do everything here. He wanted to go learn how to, um, you know, hold her, feed her, everything. And when she was in NICU because she had a fever. And I just was like, yo, I don't want to do this. But so I didn't say nothing, mm -hmm. you know. So we took her home. And then every day, like, you know, we'd just be home. And, like, nobody knew, like, you know, while him and her were asleep, like, I would be in the bathroom just crying, you know, behind the door of the bathroom door, just sitting on the floor crying, crying, like, it was times I tried to kill myself. Mm -hmm. It was times I tried to kill. I want. I wanted to. I. I wanted to kill my baby, mm -hmm. but I didn't tell nobody. So um, I started speak, um, seeking professional help. I went to a therapist too the next Thursday, but it didn't help. It didn't help. They mm -hmm. tried to put me on medication, but I refused it for my own personal reasons. Cause mm -hmm. I had a friend that went through mental health yeah so um you know i just was like you know what let me just dug it out and i still i didn't like her at all like i mm -hmm. just was like what am i doing so it wasn't up to four months i didn't like my daughter i didn't like my daughter for four months and i didn't feel an attachment to her until she was one and a half mm -hmm. so um i remember the day i started like her i did her hair i never did my daughter hair she came out with a head full of hair and i just used to slap a bow and then you know my mom um well my my daughter's father's mother mm -hmm. she was like no why you never do her hair and i'm like no 
it's all right. She just she good. She only her yeah. Mm -hmm. Like when I was just like my mom, I'm like I don't like her. Yeah, so detached. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So but when I when it, when she was four months and I did her hair, I did her like six bowls. I'm like, alright, you know, I, I like her a little. Yeah. Bit, you know? So um, yeah. I think she was the only person that. Her and my stepmom, because one day um, I went to a wedding. It was my best friend's brother's wedding, and I I think my daughter was like two months, two or three months, and um, I blacked out for no reason. And then when I was riding home with my stepmom, she just she told me the next day I was drunk. She told me the next day I'm like, Nana, you okay? Because in the car you were saying um, f everybody, nobody love you. You don't know you mess your life up, everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, cause like it's okay. I'm okay. Like yeah. you know, that's just drunk me. Girl, don't mind me. But and my my mom like, yo, I'm not okay. And I didn't. I was talking to my cousin. She recently had a baby at the time. Um, no, she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. I was the first cousin to have a baby. She was pregnant, and my um my cousin, my other cousin, she didn't have no kids, so she would just listened to me sob and everything. But we didn't we didn't know what was going on. So I'm like, yo, I got postpartum depression. Like I know I got postpartum. I was googling, you know, I went to the therapist. Like yo, I just gotta go through it. So I am I've been through depression before mm -hmm. from um some uh, my ex boyfriend passing. So I'm like, you know, if he got me, God got me out of that. You know, he, he gonna get me out of this. this. Mm -hmm. So like you know, every day I just pray, whatever. It wasn't working at the time. God gone. He worked for me, but it, at the time it wasn't working. So you know how um, girls be deadbeat moms. They just drop their yeah, yeah, off, yeah. be partying. How I became a deadbeat mom, I got another job. Mm. So I didn't want to be a, a parent. Yeah. So I would work the correctional facility from seven to three, and then I went to the halfway house from three to eleven. So it was the time to see my baby. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a parent, and I was okay with that because I didn't want to be a parent. I was going through postpartum depression. Like mm -hmm. I just was to just yeah, yeah. You know? and at the time I was always enraged I wanted to fight everybody and that's not you know pretty and I was just upset about that so um I worked 73 through 11 you know I didn't care but one day I came in the house and I think she said hi she did something but I noticed it wasn't her first time mm -hmm. you know and I'm like yo it just snapped to me like nah like you, you gotta yeah of, the yeah. important parts of her life like you gotta step out of it so um, and time at August I had quit the halfway house and you know I still didn't care for her at the time but you know I just prayed and then, you know eventually God just got me through it and then now that's my baby that's my best yeah. friend you know you are like first of all I want to I want to get more into this story but I just want to touch on like the words you're saying because a lot of times how we downplay the fact that you can even just say straight out I didn't like her Honestly, that's what it feels like, but I ne it never warranted me to connect it that way. Like, I, I just was like, I remember, um, I told you a little bit about like what I realized. I don't know, I still to this day don't know if it was postpartum because I didn't really go and get diagnosed. But I know after I had my daughter, I there was a disconnect. And I don't know, I knew it was a disconnect because you hear about other people talk about the experiences with motherhood and what it's supposed to be. And I remember like the first few days of her being home, she was just sleeping in the crib. And I don't know why. I was just in my head like, what if I wake up and she passed away today? Would I feel any different? Yeah, right. No, I just was like, would I feel any, like, would my life feel like, you know, now if you, you can feel like relief. Today, I think for me, it wasn't even a relief. I felt weird that I felt like, oh, if something happened to her today, I don't know if I would feel exactly. any different. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't feel like my life will be change because that's how I knew there was a disconnect like right. I'm like well, how people talk about motherhood why am I not feeling that now and for me it was the same thing you know 
I'm African as well. And not even just about being African. I feel like I, I've had friends who had kids, you know, young. And I never looked at it as a big deal. Being in the black community, growing up in the hood, you like, see it all the time. It's not well, that deep. That but the level of standard that, like, maybe growing up. And I don't want to just limit it to Africans. Because a lot of people, parents put pressure on their kids, like, period. And I think now with my daughter, I'm really conscious of making sure I don't become one of those parents. Because it affects you more in adulthood than anything else. And me, I didn't plan my pregnancy. And I tell, like I just told you and I tell everyone, I don't think I would have ever been a person to plan my pregnancy. Even though I promote it now. Like, but... I just knew I was never at that stage maturity wise to be like, you know what, today I'm gonna wake up and be a mother. Like I'd have been, I could be financially stable, whatever. I probably would have been spending it traveling, clubbing, all of that. Nice. I would never sit down and be like, you know, today's a good day to become a mom. <laughs> and I, I remember one point, I my mom, I went to the store to get something like diapers and I used to live for that. Like, Let me just, I had the car. No one has a car in my house. So I was like, I'll leave the baby at home with her father and my mom and I'll run out and run the errands. <laughs> so as I'm doing that, that was my escape time. And I just remember like, I always felt on edge. Like, and for me, I think my postpartum was, so I know you talk about your daughter's father cheating on me. I think for me, and I think this could have been you too. And I feel like black people go through this across the board. We're expected to know. We expected to always be on point. We and I felt like motherhood for me was the unknown. Right. I tried googling everything. It's like if I woke up one day and I didn't know that. Oh, I'm supposed to hold her on this side, yeah. not this side. I'm so hard on myself about that. Right. And that I felt like every day I woke up and not knowing the unknown gave me so much anxiety and depression because it's like every day was just looking at life through a, a blank glass and I didn't like how that made me feel. It made me feel inadequate. It made me feel unsure. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my postpartum came from that and I remember just like, you know what, I'm gonna just go see a therapist. I've been to therapy before. So I'm like, this should be nothing. I go to the therapist and I, I I didn't use the words postpartum, I said anxiety. I was like, I think after having my child have this anxiety. Cause I did feel like every day I was waking up and something's about to happen. Like and I don't know what it is. I feel on edge. I feel like not myself. And that's, I remember my mom was calling me and my heart just started racing. Like while I'm going to, I'm like, okay, this is it. This is the it that I'm having so much anxiety. I answered, she's like, oh, I was just telling you, uh, make sure you get uh, uh, some wipes with the diaper. Like just tell me get one extra thing. And I'm like, Okay, and I hung up and I just started bawling. Like, I cannot continue to, like, feel like this. Like, I don't even know. Like, it was, she called me for something so light, but I just felt like I, on edge about everything. So, I went to my therapist and I used the words anxiety. So, he's like, why do you have anxiety? Huh, oh, shit. The good thing about therapy, just to plug this in, is, like, you have to explain your situation to a complete stranger. Right. So, the, it forces you to go into a level of context that you don't even go to with yourself. You're just feeling it the whole time. So, I'm over here, like... And I realized I'm trying to make up stuff for my anxiety. I had a good job at the time. I had extra support to this day. I have my mom. I have my daughter's father's mom who both stay at home, don't work. So right. I had the support with help watching her and helping with her. But so I'm saying these things and he's like, but you have this job. But you have. And he was like, you know, you're not the only person in the world to have a baby. Millions of people have babies over the world. <laughs> and at the time I was in my feelings like, this motherfucker, and it was an older white male, and I'm like, he just downplaying how I feel, but afterwards, I felt so much better. He didn't help me, essentially, but in a sense, just he let speak, it out. just realizing just talking about it. I, how I feel, the unnormal feeling I felt was normal. Mm -hmm. That anxiety, that, that unhappiness, even down to the disconnect, 
in a sense, it was normal because it's a transition you're going through with yourself. I feel like you try to use, you try to go off of the old you into this new life you're going into, and it just don't, the puzzles don't fit. So just use using the words like, I didn't like her. I never used those words, but essentially that's what it was right. like when people were obsessed over my daughter like it for me it was the first three months I told you like to this day I look back at her newborn pictures it's a bittersweet feeling right because it brings it's like PTSD I see people with newborns and I'd be like oh yeah that's a cute newborn but lord it just reminds me of what I was feelings, going through and how yeah. I was the feelings I was feeling during that time so for you with um postpartum your help like what was the help that you went to go get was it yeah, I, I went to the therapist and um they recommended I seen him two from Tuesdays Tuesday and Thursday. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to give me medication. I forgot what medication but I didn't take the medication because I had a friend who went through mental illness and I seen the medication mess her up. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so I didn't want to go through that. So, um I just started researching like to see like, okay, what can I do? Um I just started talking more, you mm -hmm. know, about it, and um, I started writing, and I like music, so I started, and that's why I always recommend to people, like, you know, get a journal, because yes. when you write, you know, yesterday not going to be as bad as today, yeah. you know, or today might be better than yesterday, or probably be worse than yesterday, mm -hmm. so reading it, it, it puts you in a sense, like, wow, or look, you know, you're getting better, or mm -hmm. look, I take it down, or, you know, release from the, you know, from everybody, and just, you know, Go to yourself and talk to yourself or talk to God, you know, mm -hmm. to help you. But God got me through postpartum depression, yeah. and that was it. Like no, nothing else, nothing more. God right. got me through postpartum depression. I think any form of depression, you just wake up and one day the sun just so happens to shine. There's no yeah, real. It's not like a okay something you five did. Months you, it'll be done. It's you, you know. And then um, we're starting the organization. As I keep telling my story, you know, it helps. You know, and then I noticed. It, it helped other people when I started my Facebook and my Instagram page on um, postpartum and me and I had went to I previously went to a birthday party and my daughter was there and the girl I knew we went to um, school together and you know we was there smiling and everything oh girl you know her baby's about to turn one my baby's about to turn one then when I started my page she inboxed me and gave me her story and I'm like yo you know we could have helped each other. Yeah. We were sitting there wearing masks. Yes. And we were both depressed, going through postpartum depression bad. Too mm -hmm. like that. And that's why I just, my goal is, I just want everybody to be okay with saying they have postpartum depression. Yeah. Like, you got a green shirt on, I got a green shirt on. Yeah. You, know, you got postpartum depression, girl, I got postpartum depression. Right. You know? With men too, you know, and men, it's, hard, it's harder for them. Yeah, yeah. You know, but they get it too, and I just want them to know, like, it's okay. And my slogan is, are you okay? Yeah. That's the first question you should ask somebody that's pregnant or Ooh. that just had a baby. Is, are you okay? I wish I could remember who this person was so I could give them a shout out, but I tell you, out of all the people that have reached out to me after I had my baby, it was one or two people That's just reached you how are you doing right because bro not even and the crazy thing is with having a baby a lot of the conversation isn't even just how is the baby doing are you best breastfeeding yeah. what school i have people asking me about my one day old what school i'm gonna pull her in when <laughs> she four and i'm just like but the, that pressure because in my mind i'm like okay now i gotta add that to my list of worries Make what sure you am i gonna do her in private school is that right. am i gonna potty train the girl can't even hold her head yet and you got me worrying about all these other things i feel like a lot of people use that mommy moment 
to just be like, look what I do. Do you do right. this? Like, it's like an initiation. Yeah. They try to jump uh, you in. Like, yeah. would you breastfeed they your should, baby? Make sure you, you feed in this formula. Or, ah, you got what? Oh, no, get this. And <laughs> let me tell you, my best, gratefully, two of my closest friends, they were there. The birth of my daughter do not have kids. And they were my sanctuary. Because it was like... I th it was it was about not even just about me just made me feel human again we just sit and just they was wow. rocking out with me like it was me before I was pregnant like we talking about people we talking about reality shows we talking about shit that I like to talk about before it's you not always exactly you just want to feel human again and I think that 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 and also what you said talking about it what made me feel better about my therapist as much as the whole experience I feel like he just dismissed maybe because he was used they like to medicate we use the words depression anxiety it's like he okay he's right. a script so as he's talking to me I feel like his evaluation was like okay I need to figure out what medication I'm finna put this girl in right. and the fact that my thing is, I think I always dealt with anxiety. Like, I'm the type of person, my mind would go to the complete worst. But I was always conscious enough to be like, okay, bitch, this, you're crazy coming up. Tone it down. This is not really the case. This is not happening. And no, you're exaggerating. But the thing with, once I had the baby, it was I no longer had control. If I thought today, like, if I, I could be sitting and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to think about school shootings. Or what if she gets shot at a school? Or what if I feed her the wrong formula and she die? I'm not able to be like, okay, bitch, you're tripping. This is not happening right now. And then I'll have the physical symptoms, heart palpitations. Right. I'm crying now. I'm right. I'm feeling anxious. I don't want to be around you. All of sleep. I'm gonna just want to sleep it off. Right. So it's like for me, talking about it, like it, not even just to him, but when I told my friends, like I was using the words depressed. Right. I feel anxious. I feel unhappy. I'm crying. Just even talking about my experiences, even if you don't have the vocabulary for what it is, just being like, yo, bruh, the other day I didn't even feel like talking to nobody. Or I just, like, you know, I was crying all day. I that, didn't want to wake up today. It made me feel so much better. I think with depression, the in denial part is what really makes the symptoms worse. Because we're conscious enough to be like, this isn't a normal feeling, so yeah. you try to downplay it, like... You just think, like, you're bugging. You yeah. don't think, like, it's actually something. You know, because it's not a fuck, the hormonal change. So yeah, yeah. You don't think, like, um, this is maybe just like, yo, I'm bugging out. Why I'm bugging like this? Like, yeah, like, yeah. you can't control yourself, and it, it just take you to a dark place. Like, that place I will... Not with your worst enemy. enemy. Yeah, like... I will hug my enemies, you yes. know, for that. Like, I just don't want, I don't want nobody to feel that pain about postpartum depression. That is so painful. Yeah. Like, you know, being, being, mm -mm, I just don't like it. I, look, I know, and it's so crazy because I, whenever I see, you know, new moms on my timeline, I just like, like to DM them because one thing I always want people to know, you might not, I might not have the tools to tell you how you're going to get over it because some of it could be situational, but I just need this too shall pass. And one thing I was grateful for is that a lot of my loved ones, her father forced me to embrace it okay. while me faking the funk. Like, right. take this picture. Oh, let's do this yeah. photo shoot. Let's go out for your birthday. And it's like me also being a people please. I'm like, okay, I'm going to just get up and go. And I look, now I'm able to look back at it with all my joy of, of motherhood and her. I look back at it, even though I wasn't happy in the moment. Now I look back and like, I'm so grateful that I at least took pictures. Like, I have my cousin, she, I felt like she was going through it. And she's like, I don't want to do no baby shower. And I'm like, no, no do it. Yeah, I was depressed as fuck in my baby shower. But right. now looking back on it, right, I'm just like, like right, I'm uh -huh. happy. Now what I really want to touch on, because a lot of times, 
a, a lot of, you know, people, depression could be, it's really a chemical imbalance. So sometimes you could wake up and there's no reason why you feel this way. But a lot of times, and I feel like with the black community, what we both went through, it could be situational. And a lot of the times the pressure we put on ourselves as black women, for me, it was being uh, not married and having right. a kid. That was like the biggest, like when I tell you when I found out I was pregnant, for me, abortion wasn't an option because of how much her dad wanted it. So it put me to be the bad guy. So it was like, I wasn't thug enough to be like, I, 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 honestly, I was so disconnected from that whole experience. I didn't even feel passionate about it to even get to, the, to even consider abortion. It was just like, okay, somebody tell me how to walk at this point. Once I found out I was pregnant, what are we doing from here? Because I don't know. And I remember every day, sometimes I, I talk to myself and I'm like, okay, I'm cool with this idea. Wake up the next day, back to square one. What the fuck? How did I? How did I get here? And I just remember, I would do the dumbest things. Like I worked in the city, so I would catch a train. I'm like, you know what, God? If you get me a seat on the train today, or if I see a person with a pink shirt, or if I see a person that lit, that means you want me to have this kid. That's the sign. Like literally every day, I just would wake up like, just give me a sign, give me a sign, give me a sign, give me a sign. And I felt like even when I would get the sign, I'm like, all right, three more signs. Give me three more signs right. that this is it. And it was because of the unknown. Like I didn't you know. Didn't, you didn't know what was to happen. People talk about financial stability. Your It's bigger than that. Like. It, I feel like for me, what I call motherhood is lifting a veil. Because before motherhood, it was so much that I endured that I didn't know was that much to me that I veiled over. Like just the type of person, I wasn't a vulnerable person. I was such a close off and I was I was a mad person. I'm a happy right. friend, I'm this. Right. And once I just think growing a baby inside and having the baby, it's like, oh no bitch. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like motherhood takes a certain type of vulnerability and the way vulnerability works for me is not a switch you can turn it off. You know what? I'm be vulnerable for my friends, but yeah. I'm gonna cut my vulnerability off for my no. no. It's like either you're vulnerable or yeah. not. So my friends, my man, my family got the same thug across right. the board <laughs> on different levels, but I was like in one way or another I try to mask my vulnerability, but Becoming a mother, I think the process is not a conscious effort. It's literally your body goes through this right. emotional thing where it's like, okay, yeah. you're just like, yeah, you get bigger, your feet get swollen, all this other stuff. I think emotionally there's a process yeah. where it's like you have to become a vulnerable and that depression is almost like that veil lifting of all the pain and all the worries and the true you revealing and right. completely changing. And it could no longer, the thing is, it, it wasn't even that. I felt any different. I was just so easy at just numbing myself through shit right. that I no longer could numb myself, and it became, oh, I gotta deal with this head on. I don't like you. Right. So <laughs> like, like you just cut ties. Like that's how it is. Yeah, and then I think um, another thing that you mentioned is being a single mom, like or not being married. For you, like, was it your family? Like, it was. Yeah, like I. It was, of course, the family, because, you know, of course, they're like, uh, you know, you find a man, and you get married, you do the traditional, you don't have to do the white mm -hmm. wedding for Africans, you yeah. just got to do the traditional wedding, yeah. you know, it's the traditional ceremony, and I just wasn't, well, my child father, he's Jamaican, but mm -hmm. you know, he's Americanized Jamaican, so it's just, it's like, oh, wow, I didn't marry an African, I'm not having a baby by an African, so I'm like, oh my God, so... I just was like mad scared, mm. so I didn't. I didn't tell my mom I was pregnant. I mm. hid it until I couldn't hide no more. Yeah. So I lied and and act like, oh mom, I'm pregnant. I don't want nobody to be mad because I'm not married. But then she was like, oh, it's okay, you know. 
um, looking through it, it's all right, but I know she was like, come on now, no, no, because you know, I'm the rebel, so I'm like, like yeah. come on, but I had a good job, so it was yeah. like, all right, we're going we gonna to do this, and she didn't even tell me, and I, I'll be telling, like, my family, my friends, everything, like, you know, I don't blame y'all or nothing, but... Like, I just don't want nobody to go through the same thing. So, like, just always ask somebody, are you okay? Because, like, I was going through yeah. it, you know? But a lot of people think helping someone... Like for me, not telling a lot of my friends and stuff, because I knew that, like, the I'm able to look at myself outside of myself. So if I took the step outside of myself, I was able to be like, you see how people look at you. Like a lot of people, you seem like a strong person, so they would have been like, "Bitch, yeah, you're tripping." They thought I was, it ain't that yeah, they deep. They thought nothing was wrong with me. They just thought I was dissing myself, and I just was tired. Mm -hmm. I'm a tired person, but they just thought, oh, she just want to go sleep. She was dissing herself, and they say I'm mean, so they just like, oh, she just got meaner, mm -hmm. you know. But and I was just, I was gone going through it and I just um I'm, I'm not one to be like I wear I show my feelings but I don't show them mm -hmm. so I could be sad all day and, and depending on the environment I'm like all right but you could like I just my everybody just asked. but you were you worried that for me I was worried that someone was going to dismiss it because I felt like yeah, you know no. naturally people be like, like you, feel you feel like you need to tell them no it's not that deep versus yeah. just I, for me, journaling help because it's like no one gets to talk back and t I don't want to hear everything is going to be good. I just want to tell you I'm feeling this and you be like, word, you feeling right. it. Right, and that's why I tell everybody, like, when somebody expresses something to you, regardless of supposed to heart depression, anything, listen like it's the, I don't care if that person tell you a million times, listen like it's the first time. Mm. Because it really helps. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't need that. Shut up! You, you ain't doing. Yeah, you ain't yeah. Doing or even the, it, it could be in a nice way. Like, oh, girl, you gonna? I didn't want to hear everything was gonna be okay. I just needed to acknowledge. I just needed to the air. Yeah, I just want to say I feel this and just be that. That's don't it, tell yeah. me to dismiss it. Yeah. Don't even try. I know a lot of people do it in a nice way. Like, oh, if you tell me you said the first thing. You do it. No, just be the air. Let me yeah. cry to you. Yeah, just let me lean on your shoulder. Right. Just be the air. Just like. All right, okay. Right. I got you. You right. You right. Yeah. For real. You mm -hmm. know. Don't be like, girl. It's okay. It's not okay. Cause I'm not okay. Right. 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 I'm not okay. I'm crying every day. Every you day. You know, at, at a yeah. time it's supposed to be so joy. You know, like I'm supposed to. And then you deal with the guilt of that. It's like you can't even right. cry and release because you know most times for me it's like I I use to cry every two business months and it's like oh I just need to cry I haven't cried but for that whenever I would cry wherever whenever I would be in my sadness I'll feel guilty afterwards because once again it's supposed to be the happiest time of your yeah, life yeah. so you associate it to your kid and then you feel like an even bored like, I used to be looking at people on um, Instagram and Facebook like they is lying about they liking their kids because this is not it's, it's, it, I think like for it's it's you it's the kid represents so much when you in depression because it's 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 the it's the factor that lifts the veil. Right. So everything that you're feeling, you associate to the kid because a lot of the things that you're feeling, you haven't. It's things that we suppress from childhood that we don't have the words for. Right. Because as a kid, things that you undergo, things that you see, it might not be huge experiences like. Something you witness a murder, but as you go, what builds character is experiences that you have. It could be the smallest experience, like, oh, someone yelled at me. You don't process it like that, but it creates an emotion that goes in a place that you don't never yeah. revisit. Right. So it's like for me, having a kid lift the veil to these 
feelings that don't have words or even experiences to associate it with. So what you going to associate it to? Right. Your kid. The one thing that you can physically see and process now. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm feeling not proud of myself. I'm feeling like a failure. Right. I'm feeling like this. And it, one thing it taught me was, as much as I'm, look, I'm going to say, I always say, I don't need, I don't care what nobody think about me. I'm misconfident. Motherhood and pregnancy, all of that Ooh, made me realize broken. how much I care about what people think. Exactly. How much I cared about yeah. what people think. And it, knowing that and also having to sit with that was such a ugly feeling. Right. Like, you wouldn't think about it then until like, like wait, I'm sad because I'm thinking I'm not good enough because of the society. Yes. So you're like, wait, but I'm the one who's like, I don't care what nobody got to right. say. Right. But it, it is a it, tool. You really care. and it, But you know what it is? It, it, it forces you to, what the, the word they use, reparenting. Because a lot of this is standards you were you grew up around. Right. You don't realize that you adopted that much. But even for me, I hid my pregnancy from my mom. Until, I'm telling you, I was throwing up in bags in my room, in the shower, throwing <laughs> all, all the faucet, flushing the toilet, putting the sink on, and just throwing up. And I'm like... At one point, I had to tell my boss, my managers, and stuff like that. And everyone I told, I felt like a 10-year-old girl going to tell people that I'm pregnant. Like, I'm not a grown-ass woman paying taxes and paying my own bills. And I'm like, this is a problem. Like, I was like, like when I would tell people, and they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, you're not judging right. me. Like, I really felt 16 you, and pregnant. Like, why? Because you wasn't married or something? No, I just... I, is the association to care about what people think. Me telling people was like, okay, you think the worst. Like, they're about to judge me. But it's like, no one, you're putting these standards on yourself. Right. No, when I told my mom, though, well, we all, my daughter's father, we all came. It was like a family meeting, which is weird as hell. I'm like such the the black sheep in my family is such a secret. Not, I don't want to say secretive, but I'm more a closed-off person. I'm not like... My business is my business, not for any particular reason, but because I'm not comfortable with being vulnerable with everyone. I just deal with a lot of things on my own. Like, right. So to have that conversation and like being African, I remember my sister's husband, he's an OD African. <laughs> so the way that he even told her was in a real African way. Like it was like third person, like we're here. He was speaking the metaphors and I speak my language, but I, I didn't even understand what he said. So I'm like, did he tell her? Like, what did he do? Because he was using metaphors and all of this <laughs> shit. And then at one point, he was like, yeah, so now you guys have to get on your knees and, like, um, and, uh, whatever. Like, get on your knees and ask her for your forgiveness because you have a, a baby out of wedlock. Mind you, my daughter's father, hood as hell, he was down for whatever. Like, right, what we got And I'm like, I'm not doing I'm not doing that. Like, but, like, you know, she was like, no, y'all don't have to do this. She was like, listen. She was like, you know, as long as my mom always told me, you have a kid, you know who the father is, then you right. have that kid. That kid is not, like, that's a blessing kid, whatever the case is. So, but she was like, I will say this, I knew my biggest thing was marriage. Because for me, it was like, I'm not finna get married because I had a baby. Right. Me and my daughter's father was nowhere near thinking of marriage before this kid came. I'm not finna be one of these chicks. That's just not... Authentic to me, yeah, right, like that's yeah, not no, me. Like, true. and mind you, it was a point my my mother would go to my daughter's father and say, Okay, Matt, when when you think you want to do the wedding, mm -hmm. and he'd be like, Yeah, I'm like, I'm looking at him like, Don't play because I ain't marrying you, fool. <laughs> like, we at, at that point, it became a, a something for me to prove a point, and I think that's something with coming to terms with 
postpartum and just the sadness you feel with motherhood, the need to come into your own identity and live for yourself. Motherhood is what you make it. It's based off of who you are, not what people want you to be. Right. So for me, standing my ground came a point. After I got through the whole disconnect with my daughter, it's like, I'm a, I'm a mother now. Like, even when I'm at work, something that don't even got nothing to do with my mother. Somebody talks to me a certain type of way. Like, at work, I'm just like, hold up. I'm just like, mother, they finna, <laughs> they finna sum me right now. Like, my daughter would not be thinking her mama a punk. So, it just forced me to be more strong and more stern in who I am. It forced me to figure out who am I first. Right. So that I could set, sit with confidence when I let somebody know, yeah. oh no, this is how yeah, we doing it. Out. For you, what do you think was the hardest part as far as the image of what you thought you were supposed to be or what motherhood, what your life was supposed to be for motherhood versus what it was? The hardest part was just accepting the fact like, I didn't like my daughter. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew it, but just saying, like, just realizing like, I didn't like my daughter and I just was like, what am I going to do? Like, am I supposed to fake it this whole time? Because me, I'm the, I'm the one, I'm the auntie that all the kids love. You know, mm -hmm. before I had my, I always took the kids everywhere. Like, before I had my daughter, everybody kids, oh yeah, take them to the house, she gonna watch them. Mm -hmm. You gonna go out, she take them to the house, she gonna watch them. So I'm thinking like, yo, when I had my baby, you know, everybody was like, oh, you gonna be a good mother, you gonna mm -hmm. be a good mother, you know, cause you always got the kids. So I'm thinking when I had my baby, you know, it's gonna be me and her. And it wasn't like that. Like it was, it was her and her dad, you know. Mm -hmm. And even with the postpartum depression, at one time I, even, I became jealous of her because mm. they were so close. Like, and I was like, even though I, I'd be like, what the hell? Why was I jealous of my baby? But it's like, damn, like he don't even be talking to me. Like as soon as he coming, hey T, hey yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, what about me? You know, like what about me? But that's just a part of it. So I had to like snap out of it. But that's the only thing. That that is so real. For me, it was like. um I think I was trying to live off of his relationship with her. So it was like that energy, I was feeding off his energy. He was so obsessed with her. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get a little bit of that obsession, feel this. But it wasn't until, what people don't realize, I think a lot of people put emphasis on the family structure, whereas like, no, every child gets one mother, right. one father. Whether the father is in the life or not, you have to be a mother. Yo, yeah. a man wanting to be with you, a man being in his daughter's life, don't have speak That's nothing to right. the mother you are with this child, especially having a daughter. Like, yeah. because you are a reflection of her, she's a reflection of you. So for me, after going through my phase, I just like had cut everyone off. I was just in my own cocoon, and it forced me to have my own relationship with her. Like yeah. the whole time, I think through my whole pregnancy, I was living off of his relationship with her and essentially the idea of family when it's like that has nothing to do with they you can have the perfect family and the in the worst mother-daughter relationship yeah. or the worst mother-father relationship the to perfect the relationship a mother has to have with their child is a whole completely different thing and a lot of people for a lot of people is different from saying like how i would have never planned motherhood but for me, it opened up so many doors that has nothing to do with motherhood. Like right. the woman that I needed oh, yeah. to be today, yeah. at my age, it, it makes you I wouldn't have been that. Better, right? Right. right? People think it age is okay what, with what you have. Yeah, right. age wise, yeah. just not even, a lot of the times we put for, especially being African, grow, growing up in a household where the image is what matters. Fuck right. what you got going on inside. Yeah. 
As long as you everything is put together. So yeah. I was the kid. I was the first to go to college. I was always the one with good grades. I had the good jobs, the good internships, the sweet girl, the nice girl. Like the, yeah, that was me. Like I just always, and the crazy, the scary part about it is, is that you build relationships that are okay with that exterior. So they don't even think to dig deeper. Right. Like you had the friends like, oh, you're just a happy friend. Yeah. When you happy, don't nobody think to ask you why you sad if you're right. showing no level yeah. of sadness, so it was like, it forced me, I always thought growth meant, okay, fix your credit score, mm -hmm. get a good job, get more money, get more money. flex on these hoes, mm -hmm. do yeah, all of that, that's, like, that's that was that, and I'm like, I would have been a 27 year old right now, having no intelligence of emotional intelligence yeah, exactly. that is so weird like now that I, I like not even with my relationship with my daughter but if I didn't have my daughter my daughter changed the relationship I had with so many people across the board and most importantly the relationship I had with myself right before having her like having her made me reflect on how much I didn't love myself just thinking about the things of how much I care about what other people think like my self-consciousness like why am I so and I'm and these are people that they ain't got shit going on and I used to be so envious of people on like Facebook I had some of my followers who just be putting their whole business out there and people like why they put I'm like yo I envy her wow. I envy the the freedom you have to be okay to do that no I don't think it's freedom I think it's attention seeking oh, to a certain degree now if you coming up every day. It, talking about a problem that you kept going through and it's like baby at this point it's a choice but I mean for people that especially people you don't think is going through that of course on social media people put their best foot forward yeah. so you don't think nobody going through shit right. but when somebody not even a whole status about their life but when somebody just put like like I know a lot of people who were with their daughter's father and then like they weren't together no more they'll just put they won't put we not together no more but they'll put something that hint that they're a single mom yeah. they own it and I'm just like how you do that? Like, I'm envious of that, and that made me self-reflect for myself. Like, yo, why are you, like, it, it just opened up this door of self-consciousness that you realize you have. That it's like, at a certain age, you ain't gonna be able to accomplish shit if you still think about what other people think. And then to have a child and be that type of person, like, one thing I'll say with the African culture, being so big on image, people don't realize how much that fuck up, fuck up their kids. The last thing I, I never want to experience and not to know my child like for right. me everyone's like you're like my like with my family being big on marriage I think they assume you you saying you oh you're not married now you don't want to get married because you want to hoe out here nobody asks why right nobody asks you why for anything so it's like they just have this assumption and it's like I don't feel comfortable just bringing it to you because I'm not gonna Speak my feelings. Or, or they probably think like, oh, he don't want to marry her. What's that? It, even though it's you, you don't want right. to get married. But they be like, dang, he don't want to marry her. Exactly. Like, why he ain't marry her? Like, and then you on. carry that everywhere you go. Because then yeah. now you feel like someone, you see someone with the baby, you feel like you got to explain your whole life story. Like, okay, well, the child father is here, but we're, yeah. like, you know, you feel, and a lot of times, realistically, no one gives a fuck. Real, realistically, everybody's going through their own shit. Everyone's going through life, period. Yeah. No one cares. going through everything, but they, people just put on an image of like, oh, I gotta do this. I gotta yeah. Do that. So, you gotta live up to that. So, I think a lot of, for black women, I feel like, you know, sometimes we don't associate it with, for me, I didn't associate it to postpartum at the moment because it was like, we associate it to all these false expectations we have of ourselves and what we need to be. 
So instead of realizing, bro, you here crying every day because you're really depressed, you like, I'm crying every day because I'm a single mother. I'm crying every day because my man is not here. I'm crying every day because, no. That's what you, we, we, we're so quick. I think why black people don't really take mental health serious is because we always associate it to something. Yeah. We associate it to something that's really just the effect of the depression. Yeah. It's not really what's causing it. It's just a, a something that physical that we could attach it to so we don't really deal with our mental health the way we need to. Girl, I feel like we could talk about this all day long, but I really, really want you to plug in, like, just all the postpartum sessions that you have and the big one you're having in May. Oh, okay. When yeah. can we expect those? Oh, I have a group therapy session, um, well, I say support group session, every last Sunday of the month. Okay. On 120 Rhode Island Avenue, East Orange. Mm -hmm. Um, This one is from 2. Every Sunday, every last Sunday of the month. Yeah, the last, every, every last, last Sunday. Sunday of the month. Yes, mm -hmm. from 2.30 to 3.30. What can people expect? Is it like it's just, just talking about? Yeah, we're just talking, like talking to your friends, you know. But you know, sometimes your friends don't can't understand, so you need to go be around people that understand, you know. Because and I just I try to do that because I, I personally, if it was something like that for me, it would have never went that far with me. Not like my daughter until she was four months and then fell attack until she was going to have. Or me wanting to kill myself, mm -hmm. you know, or me wanting to be a deadbeat mom, you mm -hmm. know, getting a second job. Now, I, I probably would have been a better parent. I would have, you know, valued her turning one month. Right, or right. her lifting up her head, mm -hmm. her crawling. So that's why I just try to, you know, encourage support because that's the number one thing you really need when you're going through postpartum depression support, mm -hmm. you know, and support meaning like we talking about it, crying on my shoulder, not just, okay. Even though I always say, you know, ask the person, um, do you need your laundry done? Let me do the baby, mm -hmm. wash the baby clothes, you know, but just support as like, yeah, girl, I, I just, I can't take it no more, you know? Yes, and yes. Not just, okay, all right, all right, I'm going to come there, I'm going to fold the clothes for you, but we just need to stick together, you know? Right, right. A community, like, really be a community. Like. This is huge. I'm surprised I got through this whole episode without crying because this right, me too. isn't, maybe because we felt each other vibe, but I, I just want to leave this off by saying anybody who think they may be dealing with postpartum depression, there's sessions and things going on like this, but the biggest thing I want to leave y'all off with is just remember that this too shall pass right. not to dismiss it but if you would have told me while i was in my feels that this was going to stop out of like use a lie right use <laughs> a whole lie it's no way like the connection i have to my daughter now i would have never thought i thought it was i was even though i couldn't associate it with not caring for her it was just like the way people talk about motherhood like She'll lift her head. Everybody in the house like, whoa! And right. I'm like, and you like, okay, whatever. Okay, I'm supposed to. When, when am I supposed to go? Okay, Cause it's, I, or I don't feel. Like, it's about time. Thank yeah, you. it was the same experience <laughs> when they brought her over to me. Like, you want to hold her, and I'm just like, fake this up. But at some point, they gonna have to take this baby off right. me. I was like, I didn't cry. I didn't do any of that, and so it shall pass. And it's normal. It's normal. That's the main thing. You it's got a white shirt on. I got a white shirt. You got postpartum depression. It's real. Understand, motherhood is not just about pushing the baby out, or delivering a baby, or having a baby. It's an emotional transition from, I want to say, girl, I don't care if you had your, have your first child at 50 years old. You right. are a girl until you become a mother because it, it allows you to just lift so many veils that you have within yourself. So it's a transition and that those feels is a part of the, the, the transition. Allow yourself to sit in it. The best part about postpartum depression than any other depression you really can't escape it as much as you want to. At some point, I feel like some people could have depression, drink their pain away. Have the I mean, some people do it with postpartum depression, but 
just in general, I felt like no matter which way I turned, at some point it was like, Okay, I'm going this way. Here we go. So, I mean, the baby is there. Eh? Yeah, even if they're not there, I could be in a club and it's like, oh yeah, I'm a mother. I woke up every day, like for 10 seconds, forget it. Not every day, but especially for the first few days where it's like, it didn't click. I mean, you pregnant for nine months. That felt like 99 years. I felt like I was going to be pregnant forever. And it's a whole nother transition having a physical baby. So it was like, some days I wake up and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a mother. <laughs> and it all, all the feels hit me at once as soon as I wake up. So... At some point, just allow yourself to sit in it. I think the best part was when I sat and cried for no reason. Yeah, it helped. Those were the best days. Like, bro, I'm like, I'm gonna go to the car and go get something. I'd be in the car, India style, like, <laughs> and listen to more songs and make me right, cry harder. Like, like, let me just cry I need every out. tear to come out now. And then walk in and just feel so much better. But seeking therapy is one. Just speaking to somebody and acknowledging that there's no real, there is no template on what a perfect parent is supposed to be. It's whoever you are. Like, I didn't, like, the people, the mothers that would come to me and talk to me about, I'm not no girly girl. Don't ask me what pink I'm putting on my daughter today. I don't think that deep. I'm going to get her whatever clothes I see. If I think it's cute, I think it's cute. But, like, for me, it was like, I do pictures with my daughter. We took a trip to France. I was doing those type of things before having my daughter. So when I started being able to do stuff like that with her, and just her personality is literally just like mine. Right. So it was like... Girl, you is me. We right. could be That's like if some days I might want to wake up and we're gonna learn your ABCs. Other days I might want to wake up and I want to be on Instagram. And guess what? She's gonna be right next to me looking at people's okay. pictures like uh -huh. you know, she's not gonna be sitting there like you an unfit mother while you're yeah. on Instagram. She'll be right with me, like, and I, I wanna just plug this in. One quote that really saved my freaking life. I was watching the, the show This Is Us. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see it? I didn't watch the whole thing, but it's a show called This Is Us. But it was a couple on the show, a married couple who just found out they was having a baby. The father was like having so much anxiety like he had a good job was like a doctor or something i can't remember but it was a point where he was like looking for diapers and looking for something in the store and some random person came up to him and he was like yeah i'm about to have a baby i'm so stressed out like this is my first child i don't know if i'm gonna be a good parent he was like listen kids come with their own guide they'll tell you who you are you don't right. need to tell them what they need to be you don't need to know nothing they're gonna tell you what i need and that's the kids. I could be sitting there stressed about, oh my God, what daycare I'm going to put my child in? She'd be over there like, Cheerios? <laughs> Bitch, I'm not worried about school right now. Like, And it's like, the other part I wanted to add is kids make you so present. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of our stress and depression, always trying to be five, ten years ahead. I always tell people time the is moment. The moment the is moment. what matters. Yeah. Every time I will see myself, even to this day, when I find myself trickling, stressing about things that, I'm like, does this affect my today? Did I eat today? Right. Do I have a roof over my head today? Is my child alive today? Yeah. Is this, that's all that matters. Whatever transpires tomorrow, we'll just figure it out as it comes. So, any jewels you want to leave anybody off with? No, just my, follow my Facebook page, yes, my Instagram page, postpartum and me. The and me is together. Instagram's postpartum underscore and underscore me. Oh. On your shirt, oh, yes, because she gonna give me one. one. I better get yeah, my shirt. I, I'm gonna get you your shirt. I got it. <laughs> That's a really cute show. Thank, Thank you so you. much for sharing your story, girl. Thank I needed it. Thank you for it. having me. So I, I know a lot of people it. need it. Make sure y'all subscribe to the video and see you guys next week.